Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Siri. So as you know, my goal is to expand the reach of this podcast. For those who aren't regular listeners, for those who are regular listeners, I thank you for your devotion. Uh, for those who have given reviews I, and ratings, I really appreciate them. Anyone who hasn't given a rating, it only takes like 4.3 seconds, and I will appreciate you forever. For those who are not listening to this podcast, why not? The last week we talked about how praise is given, and how many people that are talented in anything are often gushed over saying, you're so talented. It's something that really only sets them up for defeat. And we looked at a few different personal stories and ended up with some better ways to gush over people. Something I thought of later, since I generally think of things after the podcast is recorded and distributed, is that for the left of normal person, uh, one of the reasons we are so talented is because we focus a lot of energy into that particular task or idea or topic. Some people call them special interests, and I'm not terribly keen on that term because every person has special interests. That's kind of the whole idea behind a college degree or a career. You focus on something that you're interested in. Hopefully, anyway, if not, we always have hobbies and extracurricular activities where those interests lie. So when talking with a left of normal, instead of telling them that they're so talented or that they're going places or they could be or do anything they wanted to be, focus on why they're so good at that. Ask them how they got started, what draws them to this, why they like it, and where they see the future of this idea going. If it's something that we really like, we'll talk about it, and you'll probably end up regretting asking because two or three hours later, you will have heard basically everything there is to know about that topic. Now that brings us to this week's topic of switching topics. Switching focuses, transitioning between tasks. Everyone left, normie, or right, has to fit, has to shift focus and transition between tasks many times throughout the day. Uh, just think about getting up in the morning and transitioning from sleep to getting ready to leaving for school or work to all the different things you have to do throughout the day at work or at school. It's a constant barrage of information that's coming at you that you need to figure out what to focus on and how to act appropriately and how to adjust to all this information that's coming at you. For most people, for the normies especially, a lot of this is just taken in stride. It's something they just do or they just get it or they just somehow they understand it and know how to handle it. For many left of normal people, however, these uh, transitions 
can be major setbacks. Now, let's see if I can put this into some words that actually make sense here. On Wednesday mornings, I have a bunch of different focuses that require different personalities, so to speak. Mornings start off more or less the same way as most mornings do. I have my morning routine, which culminates in taking my son to school. But most days of the week, we will walk to school. We take the dogs with us. It gives the dogs some exercise, gives me my steps that I thoroughly crave every day. But on Wednesdays, we often have to drive because shortly after school starts, I go downtown to a One Million Cups meeting. Though this One Million Cups, it's a business networking kind of entrepreneurship type meeting. Uh, If I walk to school, then by the time I walk home, I get situated and then I get downtown. I am later arriving for that meeting than I would like. Still early, but I don't want to show up right before things get started because I'm technically the lead organizer and if something isn't going smoothly I want to help get things on track. So that meeting downtown takes a different mask if you will. It's a different persona and it really requires a lot of my attention to ensure that I'm doing things doing the social things the right way. Now fortunately there's coffee served at the meetings and I'm able to head to the bathroom a number of times with a good excuse because I drink too much coffee. So heading to the bathroom doesn't just look awkward, but it allows me to refocus and get away from the people and get rid of some of that coffee. So whenever that meeting is wrapped up, I return to my home office and I have just a little bit of time to make some food, get situated, and then hop on to a Zoom meeting with the Rogue Publishing Partners. It's one of the businesses that I run. Well, I co-run it. I'm a founding director of Rogue. Uh, We work with independent authors to take their books from an idea in their head and turn them into a book in their hand. Anyone that's considering writing a book, let's talk about it so we can make that dream become a reality. Shameless plug aside, this Zoom meeting requires a different sort of focus, and one that doesn't really use less energy than a One Million Cups meeting, but it's a different kind of energy. So from there, I may have other meetings during the day, but by noon, my entire morning is gone, and I usually feel a little less than accomplished because I haven't actually done any work. As a writer, My work consists of writing. And if I don't write, I don't get get paid. If I don't get paid, then why am I going through all these social situations in an effort to network myself when I could just be sitting around cleaning the house and cooking fabulous meals? Being a house husband actually sounds like a delightful job. We just need to pay teachers more so that my wife makes more and I don't have to actually work and I can manage the household. Anyway, around noon, I'm kind of hungry, so I make some food, and then I check the mail, and then I finally get to sit down and start working, which now I'm trying to turn off all of these different personas and take off all these masks I've put on throughout the day and calm things down that are going in my going on in my head. And so after I respond to emails and messages and check some Slack channels, it's probably after 1 p.m., 
and then I get an hour, an hour and a half of to work, getting a whole lot less accomplished than I hoped because these transitions, which should be seamless, are not. At 2.30, my son gets home from school and the day might as well be over. Now my focus is on him until grandma comes over to play and then just after that, Jessica gets home from work and then it's time for dinner. So there's plenty of time in a Wednesday to get quite a bit of stuff done. But these interruptions that may look like they only take a minute or two can tend to take dozens of minutes or an hour or two. If they're big interruptions, something more upsetting than anything, it actually ends up knocking the entire day off course. I've had some days where I just get the bare minimum done then hang on to what little sanity I have until I can sleep and ultimately just reset and start things over the next day. So this is one of the reasons that left of normal people love routines so much. We know what to expect. We know when the transition comes and we can see the interruptions that are hopefully few, and if they do show up, they're planned, they're accounted for. And so that all goes into the machine and processes things the way they need to be processed. It's a matter of turning off one focus to turn on another focus, but if we can plan all those out in advance, it can kind of just click and roll along. Now, it's also one of the reasons that I despise phone calls. Incoming phone calls, obviously, much worse than outgoing. When I'm focused on a task and I put my head down to get it done, then I get a call, and that interrupts that concentration. And it can take a long time to put things back on track. An hour-long task ends up taking half of a day. Now, I understand that this isn't an exactly an autistic trait, but it has rather has to do with executive functioning. Now, if you want to learn more about executive functioning and how autism, as well as many other neurodivergencies, play into it, uh, and how these neurodivergencies can tend to reduce executive functioning skills, Bill Hartman can fill you on that. Uh, Bill is one of the more active members in the Left of Normal community on Facebook. He has a lot of experiences with with struggles with executive functioning, so I volunteer him to talk more about that. And by the way, Bill, thank you for your contributions to the community. I appreciate the perspectives that you bring to the table. So, all right, those with a young Left of Normal person, have you ever struggled with transitions or seen him or her struggle with transitions? Chances are, yes, it's a daily battle. In my house, it's a large battle to get dressed, eat some breakfast, stop playing the piano, and focus. Part of it is ADHD, but a lot of it is once my little left of normal is wrapped up in an activity, everything else just fades into background noise that now I have to break through in order to get him refocused. 
But part of it is also that there are too many transitions to pay attention to. When I say, eat your breakfast, take a shower, get dressed, and make sure you've packed your snack, don't forget your hat at school again, remember to ask your teacher about next Thursday, all he ends up hearing is something about while you get dressed in the shower is a thing that the teacher's snacks have, have them packed. Did you eat your hat? So it's a bit of a struggle to slow things down, provide one direction at a time, so that he can focus on that particular transition. Now, of course, applying the slow down and only ask for one direction at a time is something that I myself need to work on, and as parents, most of us should do so as well. For today, you've had a peek into the world where everything left is right. And if it feels right, then it must be left. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, join the Facebook community, and feel free to ask any questions you have over there. Remember that for the left of normal, we have to put in a lot of effort to adapt to social, social situations, which can make transitioning from one task to another take longer and be more difficult. And of course, share this podcast with your friends, whether they are left, normies, or right.